Good morning and welcome to today's podcast. Uh, I had to start over again. I, I, yeah, I was really fumbling this morning. So uh, I guess today what I'll be talking about is what happens if you're doing a creative ritual and you're just not and you're, you're just not feeling it in that moment. Um, and what I just tried and it seems to be working pretty well so far. I mean, I feel a lot better is uh, you just stop and start over. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that. It's part of the creative process. You have different versions of the things that you're creating, and sometimes you got to scratch them, uh, especially if they're going down a path that you don't really want. So it was coming across as very kind of almost depressed, you know, it was very odd. So I decided to start it over again and just go from there. Um, so I'm excited about this week. There's a lot of things to be excited about, but there's also a bit of pressure there too. Um, I'm choosing to ignore the pressure and be excited about the activities that are happening. So we have a, we're trying something new. It's called, we're, we're calling it a steam, excuse me, a steam showcase, I believe is what we call it. Um, and it's first time event for us. And I mean, I want it to be good. I want it to come off as really good. Um, but there's a number of things that if I were to do this all over again, that I would do a little bit differently. Um, one thing for sure would be uh, we have presentations that will be happening with each um I don't know, with a number of different groups that have uh, um, that have projects that they've done in their classrooms that they want to share. And that's kind of the point of this is sharing some of the some of the projects that we were doing and um, and showcasing the that aspect to our school. And it's an exciting time. I mean, I'm we're, we're going to be making, I'm going to be making some food. Uh, people are going to be coming. I'm hoping from a number of different places. I'm not sure how many people are going to show up. Uh, and parents are going to come in too, to be able to see projects that we're doing. And I'm, I don't know, whenever you do something new, there's always a worry because you want it to come off well. Uh, you want it to do well. You want it to to fulfill the goals of what it's what it's all about. And for us, it's just the goal is to share the um, share the things that we have going on within the school, uh, as far as some projects and stuff like that. And um, we've envisioned it as happening twice a year: uh, once in the fall, once in the or fall slash winter, once in the spring. And, um, yeah, I think it's it's an opportunity to be able to get the, um, uh, wow, my brain is not working this morning. It's an opportunity to, to, to get the, uh, <laughs> how can I forget? I, I can't remember this word. It's such a big part of the community. Jeez, how could you forget community? 
anyways, uh, an opportunity to be able to get the community into the school. And um, I'm really excited for it. Uh, any any opportunity we have to bring uh, our community into our school is a great opportunity, I think, uh, because it showcases what we're doing. And um, this will be the first time. I don't like, a, you know, doing something from that perspective of, hey, it's the first time we're doing it, so it can suck. Because uh, I, I, I just don't want it to suck uh, at all. And so, um, but I also, there was somebody else I've worked with in the past who did something that was really big and was depending on the, you know, it def- it depended on the reliability of a number of adults that had nothing to do with their school. And it didn't quite go off the way that they wanted it to. And they were throwing a bit of a... Um, bit up they were a bit upset about the fact that it didn't turn out well and I tried to console them by saying well a lot of times the first time you do it it doesn't you you can't really expect it to be perfect and the person said back to me well um well I can and I expect it to be perfect and I just kind of like okay I'll just walk away now um because it seems ridiculous to me that you would ever have anything that you would demand to be perfect where you're relying on all these other people. It just seems like an unrealistic expectation because I've never, ever been to an event that I would consider as perfect. So maybe we just have different ideas of what perfect is. Uh, Maybe for them, everything goes as planned. Um, For me, uh, you know, as long as I can respond to everything, uh, that's the most important part, but I don't want it to come off as, you know, my, my school not having their stuff together, but, you know, one thing, sorry, I rambled again. Uh, one thing that I would definitely do differently is make sure that I'm working with, um, or at least exposing myself to what presentations the different groups are going to have. Um, I'm sure, Looking back, I'm sure a few of them were floundering, trying to come up with, well, first of all, what projects do we showcase? And second of all, how do we present them to the people that would be coming by to see them? So um, it's going to be kind of an arena sort of a of a deal. We're going to have food there and people are just going to kind of walk through and the point of this is to make sure that we start. We, we, we have to start with something. Uh, we have our goals in mind. We want to be able to share uh, what we're doing. And long term, what we'd like to see this turn into is an opportunity to be able to bring in outside businesses and say, okay, so these are the things that we're currently doing in order for us to keep doing them or to do these other projects. These are the these are the items that we need and we can turn it into a way to be able to ask for local community members to either donate items or money to be able to purchase items to, to be able to continue to do projects and, and, and things like that. So um, that's kind of where we're at. Yeah. Um, And that's the purpose of it, but I'm excited, but at the same time, I'm, kind of freaked out a little bit. Uh, 
then also on the 18th. So that's happening on the 10th. And then on the 18th, uh, we have a care night that our, our leadership team has, has created and they worked hard on. Um, and so I'm excited about that too. I'm also cooking for that as well. Um, we're cooking a dinner. Well, I mean, I'm not necessarily fully cooking. A, a number of birds are being purchased and uh, cooked. So we're going to be doing turkey, I guess, is what we're going to be trying for. And um, our 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 head food lady, foods lady, she's uh, she's donating her time uh, to cooking these. And uh, it's very nice of her. But we still haven't bought the turkeys yet. And we need to buy them soon because they need to be able to defrost. So either today or tomorrow, they need to get bought. And so I, we got to figure that out. Um, I'm going to talk to my interim principal today. I know of a funding source that we can use. And... Um, we might be able to buy these things without, yeah, breaking our ba- banks, our banks. Because up until now, we've been paying for everything ourselves. Um, yeah. So we'll figure it out anyways. Um, so we got two big kind of things coming up that will bring people into the school. And I'm excited about that. I'm a little apprehensive as well because both of them kind of first-time deals for me. And I want them to go off well. And I still haven't had a chance. Part of the problem is trying to get together with the people that I need to get together with to make sure that everything's all lined up and sports have uh, a way to be able to occupy the spaces they need to occupy. Uh, they need to have notice if they're moving locations to be able to have old practices. And so, yeah, got to figure all that stuff out. And um, on top of all of that, our main way of scheduling spaces, um, we put in the, the new, I don't know, rooms into that scheduling space, but I we, we can't meet myself and this other person we're not able to go in and change it ourselves so we have to rely on somebody else and i need to go in and check and make sure that those spaces are now available on the scheduling app and we can get them scheduled because that's the primary way that our custodial staff um handle those things and the the deal for tomorrow night is too late uh, entering it and now is going to be too late. And, uh, yeah, it's interesting dealing with the different personalities because, you know, people are interesting. Sometimes you get a personality where um, the person is very, uh, um, what's the word? I'm trying to make this so it doesn't come out as negative because I don't intend it to be negative, but it's somebody who holds hard and fast to the the processes of the job. Um, and even though we have a situation like this one where we're relying on somebody else and we tried to send emails to let 
like, for example, our custodial staff know that this event is coming up and how do we coordinate? And then their response was, well, we always do it through this app. And so it has to go through those possibilities. Um, we responded back. It was like, well, I understand that, but we're still waiting to get the app, you know, to recognize that we have this, um, oh, what do you call it? trying to get the app to reg oh sorry trying to get the app updated so it actually has the new space because this is a new space that we're going into it's our lunch room which is going to be our auxiliary gym um and it wasn't on the old on the app and so there's no way for us to be able to set it up and so i can see this person is coming back and saying well it was never entered in on this app and um, so therefore my people aren't going to be setting up anything. So that's what I mean by interesting. You know, you could see how that, that wouldn't necessarily be helpful. Um, I understand why somebody would be taking that kind of a line. And I'm also projecting a little bit. This hasn't happened at all. Um, it's possible that this person won't do that. Uh, but it's also possible they will. Um, and so that's going to be interesting, but we'll find out today in our operations meeting, make sure everything's all set up, excuse me, are going to be set up all properly and everything. So, um, yeah. And, uh. It's just amazing to me the number of things I got to keep juggling. And um, I, I'm cool with that. You know, I just doesn't completely bother me. It's just sometimes I wish I could train my brain to be a little bit more. I don't know. I don't even think, you know, I'm not sure where I'm going with that. But um, again, back to if I were to do things differently, I'd be making sure I at least knew what projects people were we're putting forward. It's kind of my responsibility as being the, the overseer of the event, even though I'm not the one planning or putting it on. Um, I am in that kind of a support role where I should be at least checking to make sure that everything being presented is okay. So I need to make sure that I can get that taken care of. And if he wants those movie posters, as long as I can figure out what the context is going to be, uh, we might get them printed out. If not, they might have to do their presentation without them. I don't know how integral they are to their presentation. So that's part of what I need to find out. And uh, yeah, so that's kind of what's going on as far as the new things that are planned. There are a crazy number of things that are unplanned. Um, a bunch of issues, outstanding issues that need to be taken care of, haven't been taken care of yet. Um, that's a source of frustration for me trying to figure that out uh, because, yeah, I just want it taken care of um, so we can really drill down and figure all this out. And then I have Paul wants to meet today to try to go over some ways that the staff 
And when I say the staff, it's two staff members. Um, that they're kind of like the spokespeople for a group of staff members of about six, which isn't even a third of our overall staff. So I'm dealing with a situation where I have an interim principal who seems to be just taking these staff members' words for what they're choosing to represent the whole staff with as fact. And I question whether or not the whole entire staff feels the way that they're presenting things. Um, It doesn't mean that we don't listen. I definitely think it's important to listen to all of our staff members, but the perspective he's coming from is that, oh, this will help our repair, repair uh, the trust with staff. And I'm like, repair. (laughs) Majority of the staff members I deal with, there is no loss of, but I mean, it's entirely possible that I'm just missing it. Uh, that there is a loss of uh, trust with staff around some things. Uh, I'm not sure. And this is where the push-pull comes from. I mean, I want to be better. I always want to improve. I'd like to know when things are bothering people. I want I, I want to hear, you know, about that kind of stuff. Um, but at the same time, I know enough not to just assume that it's true for everybody. And also on top of that, um, if I spend all my time in reactionary mode, I don't get anything else done because we're too busy. I mean, it's like a whole whack-a-mole scenario or putting the ambulance at the bottom of the cliff instead of putting a, a simple barrier to keep people from falling off the cliff in the first place but anyways it's a balance that uh, as an administrator as a leader it's really difficult to be able to find that balance of making sure things are free and open enough to where teachers feel like they can come in and voice their feelings about different things but then also um yeah being careful not to just project what one or two people are saying onto the whole entire staff. So, and what I mean by that is these certain people, for whatever reason, feel that, you know, trust isn't there as far as them trusting our administrators to do things like discipline, for example. And in all honesty, it's never been there for those the the people that are coming down and speaking to us. They've never had that trust. So the reason why when we first got there, it was already in the uh, um, in the collective bargaining agreement around discipline and a discipline committee and making sure that people were or the uh, staff members were involved in this discipline thing. And it's one of those things that they would point to regularly um, as a, uh, uh, what did I call it? I I gave it a term. Um, There's always a hot button issue with every collective bargaining agreement. What I mean by that is 
there's always uh, something within the contract that it's very easy for members to be able to point at and say, see, they're not doing it. And it's the highly, high, high potential for grievability, I guess, is what I would call it. Um, because that's really what it is. It's those things that are in the contract that are really easy uh, to be able to be grieved. Um, yeah. And um, what I don't want it to be is, hey, we got the... Never mind. I'm not going to go down that path. But at any rate, it is important. I do believe that... Um, I, I strongly believe that, yeah, the discipline is important. It's very important. But so is trust. Trust is extremely important. And there are a couple of staff members, and this isn't always true with every staff, but we at this school, we have a couple of staff members that that trust, for whatever reason, has never, ever been there. Even when the years were good, even when they were sitting there super excited about having uh, us in the building as opposed to who was there previously. Because for whatever reason, and I'm not suggesting that the other people were bad in any way, but they were they were in a tough spot when they left. And um, there were bad feelings involved. That's part of why I keep toying with the idea that maybe it's time for me to move on is because I have so much of the history of the building. I don't want that to impede the progress of the building. But at the same time, I want to look at these folks and say, look, when everybody else was super excited because things were taking a new, um, a new positive turn and the best that we can get out of you is, oh, we're cautiously optimistic. Like somehow them being optimistic, fully optimistic, was going to uh, have any bearing at all on whether or not it was actually good. That's, it's a term that I've grown to really like look at and think, why, why, why do people think that that's, I don't know, it's like they wear it almost as a badge of honor. Like, ooh, you know, oh, I'm cautiously optimistic. In other words, why can't you just be optimistic? Why does it got to be cautiously optimistic? Like, are you afraid of something? Are you afraid of it actually being good? Because <laughs> what if it is? What if it is good? And and you're sitting here casting doubt on whether or not it's good. You know, I have. has anybody sat and thought about that? Like, what, what effects do these folks have when they're sitting there pooping on uh, possibly something that is really good. And in a way, it it ends up controlling um, the administrators because in order for us to be responsive, we try to be responsive to what they're, what they're saying. But no matter what we do, there will always be something else that they're picking at and having problems with, which is okay, but at the same time, it's not. It's also this expectation that the only people that can fix any of it are the administrators. 
And I'm strongly opposed to that. I mean, yes, use us for a number of different things and we, we can definitely be able to help out. But this idea that as a teacher, you don't have the power to be able to make that or, oh, my other term, the other term that is really frustrating is, oh, that's above my pay grade. And based on the, the information that I've read in Seth Godin's book, for example, uh, Lynchpin, and um, the way that we should be causing our ruckus is not, it's not, um, it's not sitting back going, oh, that's above my pay grade. In other words, I don't get paid enough to worry about that. Well, you know how many of those items I deal with on a daily basis? I mean, we, li- we work in a small district. I do not have people over me that can help me when I have a unique situation around discipline. I'm it. There's nobody else. And if we could just take that ownership, that would be awesome. Okay. Sorry, the person in front of me, there was, we had a green left turn, and I don't know if, why they didn't go. Anyways, the, uh, I don't believe in honking at people. I don't know. <laughs> like, it's somehow a belief. Yeah, that's funny. But anyways, so, I, I just believe that, you know, you see a problem, you try to fix a problem. There's so many opportunities that you have be able to make things happen. Um, and you're just trying to work in a place that you want to feel good about going to work in. And our school is not one of those places right now. People don't feel good about coming to work. I can guarantee you, majority of my staff, when they woke up this morning, they were dragging their feet like, oh man, I don't want to go to work today. And I know it's it's kind of weird because most people probably feel that way about their jobs. Um, where they, they're like, yeah, I'm not feeling it. <laughs> or they don't jump out of bed all excited about work. Um, uh, Gary V considers it uh, somebody working for the weekend. In other words, they're kind of putting up with the weekday just so they could get to the weekend. And it's a terrible way to live. If we are to change the narrative around happiness and just what our focus should be on, is it on making money or should it be on happiness? You know, teaching could be a fulfilling job, a very fulfilling job. A lot of times teachers have a tendency to just look at what's not working, which is not going to be very fulfilling, um, as opposed to all the positive things that they end up doing in a day. And it's easy to be negative about the job in the moment. But then, you know, you have those occasions when you have somebody come back and visit you. And they might have had a tough time at some point, but come back and being proud of their accomplishments and also feeling a certain amount of pride as well with what the, the student was able to accomplish. So I don't know, 
I want to look at the teachers that I'm, I've been speaking about and say, you know, where's the positivity? Where's the celebrations? Because I don't, I don't know if they're capable of doing it. Like, that's the worry of mine. I've seen them interact with their students. And even then, uh, occasionally, it's there are celebrations, yes. Don't get me wrong. But there's a lot of negativity, and I don't think they realize it. And it's very, very unmotivating for students to work with people like that. And it's unmotivating for the administrators, too. Because it feels like no matter how good things get, I can always count count on you pointing out the bad. So, and then I have to be careful, too, because I have a reputation for being um, an optimist, which isn't a bad thing, I don't think, but almost to the point of a Pollyanna, uh, where all I do is see the the good in things, even when they really, really suck. Um, and that's kind of true. Like, even when things suck terribly, I could always find something positive. Um, and I choose to take that stance where I'm going to, I'm going to gain my foothold on the positivity and then we can grow from there. But if all I do is focus on the negativity, which, yeah, if I were to talk about an analogy of climbing a mountain. If all I do is look down, I'm never really looking up. And for me, finding that little bit of positivity in whatever I'm dealing with, it's like getting a foothold on that sheer cliff, something you can stand on, be able to push yourself up. And as you find those little footholds, you keep going up and eventually you end up on ledges, which is... Um, where things are going really positive. And, and then finally you get to, instead of a sheer face, you end up with something that's, you know, an incline. I don't know where that came from. Um, but anyways, I appreciate the, the time that you might be spending listening to my podcast. I, this is a really important moment. These are important moments for me to be able to sit and think and talk through a number of issues that I'm dealing with, none of which have super simple and easy solutions, which is why they're complex problems. That's what makes them interesting. And so uh, I guess if I were to leave you to, with anything, I'm taking my own advice I'm going to try to look at the positive side of things. The positive in this case being, well, teachers are bothered about something. At least they feel comfortable enough that they can come and talk to the principal. At least they have an outlet for that voice. Because when it becomes total silence and nobody's coming to you, there's definitely a cause to worry. Um... That said, I'm also excited about these opportunities to be able to highlight the positives that are happening in our school. Um, one of which is, you know, kids sharing the work that they're doing. And the other one are, is our leadership class and how they want to be able to give back to the community. And um, so two very positive things that are coming up and I'm excited about them. 
Um, I know I spent a lot of time on the negative. I'm going to try to be more positive myself because that's what I'm recognizing is negativity does bother me. But then I also, I catch myself going through negative um, things in my mind that haven't even happened. That I make assumptions on who people are and make assumptions on how they will react to certain situations. And I'm looking back and the realities are, majority of the time, they're not true. That is not how people react. So there's that. And, um, but anyways, I appreciate you listening to the podcast. I know I ramble a lot and it seems a little incoherent at times, but, um, I appreciate you listening because it gives me the opportunity to be able to talk my way through a lot of these topics. So, uh, I look forward to learning together and I'll talk to you again tomorrow.